Well, welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. In the previous episode, we talked all about the power of self-perception. Today, we want to move the conversation along to what follows a healthy self-perception, confidence. Confidence is a hot topic for women in the workplace that feels like, honestly, it's been going around for forever. And it likely has to do with a lot of what we talked about in the episode right before this one with Jesse. Women in the workforce are constantly working at something. We're working to get that pay raise, working to get project lead, working to get a seat at the boardroom table. The secret ingredient to being successful at all of that work, yeah, you guessed it, confidence. (laughs) But confidence tends to be a huge weakness for women. If we're too confident, we're seen as arrogant. Without confidence, we're seen as weak. So where is the middle ground? Why is confidence something women should strive for when it seems to bring a whole slew of new problems or obstacles? Joining me today to talk about how to build up your confidence well is Catherine Gates. Catherine is the Executive Director for Women in the Marketplace, which is a national nonprofit that equips working women to confidently pursue their faith and career for the glory of God. She is also the author of The Confidence Cornerstone, A Women's Guide to Fearless Leadership. Catherine has supported others in integrating their faith and work since 2012 as a speaker, facilitator, writer, and mentor. Originally from Long Island, New York, Catherine now lives in Northwest Arkansas with her husband, Thomas, and has one adult son. Her mission is to equip Christian women to reach more of their God-given potential. And here at Forward, we'd like to add with confidence to the end of that. That's how much we believe in the power of self-confidence and solid confidence. So, Catherine, I appreciate you so much being here today to talk with us about this. Jordan, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, wonderful. Well, we are redefining a lot of things this year, uh, and growth, I would say, is definitely one of them. So that's why we have dedicated this entire month to talking about it on the podcast and on the blog. So I would love to know, like, how have you redefined growth this year? Jordan, I am a people person. I love being part of a team, being interactive, Mm -hmm. being in workshops. So growth is something that has always been really important to me. And the way I do it is with people. But over the last Mm -hmm. year, there haven't been as many people around. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's been a problem. Yeah. Right. And so I have found that I have really had to continue my growth Um, leaning a lot more on God, being a lot more Mm. self-reflective. And actually, thank God for the women in my life that I do Mm. have close relationships with and people, men and women, who have poured into me and um, really been able to either meet for coffee for those, you know, Mm. limited times or even on Zoom um, to pray together, to encourage each other. So I've had to... Um, realize that I, if I can't be in a workshop or a brainstorming session, mm-hmm. I can still grow with yeah. God, with self-reflection, and with those one-on-ones. Mm. Well, a big hurdle to growing is a lack of self-confidence. So I'd love to hear about a time in your career where you thought, wow, I'm, I'm really not confident about this, but then you were able to overcome that lack of confidence. Gosh, Jordan, there there have been multiple, <laughs> probably <laughs> Which many. is natural, yeah. <laughs> Which but, is fine to anybody else that feels the same. Yes. But, you know, one that really pops out in my mind is 
I, you know, I love public speaking and I've actually always loved performing. So like I've been in plays, mm. you know, and I've done, I've started doing teaching, teaching people how to use computer software very early in my career. But when you are reading lines or memorizing lines mm-hmm. or you're teaching something that is, you know, you can prove in a book, it, that it's easy to have confidence in that. But mm. sharing my own ideas not so much, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. so um, that There's was a vulnerability some... to that. There is. Absolutely. It can yeah. be challenged and it might not right. be right, which has been a real struggle for me feeling like I had mm. to get things right. right. Um, and so it was joining Toastmasters actually that mm. really helped me overcome that, that insecurity. Um, it's a mm. supportive group of people. I was developing my public speaking skills and it was awesome because they would always encourage everybody. Everyone got words of encouragement and everybody, regardless of how, how much um, opportunity they had or how, you know, how um, good they were, we all got mm. places yeah. to grow. You know, we were all given mm. feedback on things we could grow on. But the feedback mm. that I got really encouraged me to know that I can actually inspire people with my ideas, that my ideas did have value. And so that really has helped me now to be, um, to feel comfortable being more of my authentic self when I'm speaking to a group, whether it's 50 or 500. Yeah. Well, and, and you said feedback and feedback, I think is a huge factor in all of this, because if you're given it well, you know, it can maybe hurt a little bit, but you, you feel like, okay, but now I know where to go. Versus, you know, feedback that's not given well, it will just tear you down more. So, I mean, I think maybe that's something else to kind of maybe discuss a little further, maybe of, you know, if you are a leader, what, you know, you got to be careful with your feedback. Or if you are in a position where you are giving feedback to someone, you know, think about how would it help you, you know, if you got that feedback, um, you know, is that, I mean, cause you've, you've been in leadership positions. Like, is that something that you've had to work on? Like how you deliver feedback? Absolutely. You always want to make sure that you are letting people know what works well and mm-hmm. also in delivering the feedback. And I mean, I'm getting ready to do a, a little review on Monday and it's not about the person. It's about mm-hmm. what is the ideal and what, where's the gap, right? And yeah. so when people... Yeah. When, when you give people feedback to say, you know, it's not you personally, mm-hmm. here, but mm-hmm. here's the thing that, that maybe we can work on, there's a whole different level of, you know, people want to grow. They just right. don't want to be attacked. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it is you, – you always say, you know, it's, it's not personal, it's business, you know, whatever. But, like, there's always going to be a level of you that's going to connect to something with it. <laughs> so – you know, you do, you do have to remember it's, it's still a human that you're giving feedback to, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And, and that's why I think that Toastmasters experience was mm-hmm. so good because it was an encouraging community. Mm. Everybody yeah. was growing. Everybody wanted to support each other and everybody wanted the best for one another. And we need mm. to, we need to provide that same kind of environment in our yeah. workplaces and with our teams. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, a lack of self-confidence and self-limiting behavior, I would say go hand in hand or maybe a little bit more accurately. They are kind of a vicious cycle (laughs) for a lot of us. You know, when we face a hurdle that's mental more than physical, 
we do kind of tend to overcorrect or we maybe make the situation worse, uh, but maybe for a different reason. So you shared two potential paths that women take when they're in this situation. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about those two paths. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the first thing I, that really brought this to my attention was years ago, I kept hearing from women. I, if I wish I could figure out how to be more like a man and then I would be successful. Mm -hmm. And Mm. that Jordan broke my heart. I was like, that is not true. You need to be who Mm. you are and who you are is valuable and wonderful. And, and my gosh, if you're trying to be something you're not, then you are robbing the world of your gifts. Right. And so that is one Mm -hmm. of the, so what ends up happening is there's, yes, two paths that people often take. Women often take is either, they try to figure out how to be more like a man, right? And so they are mm-hmm. denying a, a, an incredibly critical part of themselves, trying to be something they're not. And you know what? Yeah. They might even achieve some level of success, but that is not sustainable. Right. It is deny. you know, you're basically saying to yourself, like, I, I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate. So I need to be you know, something I'm not, and that's draining physically, emotionally, mm. and spiritually. Not yeah. not to mention that it's feeding and perpetuating a lie, right? Right, right. So that's, that's one path. The other path is there are women who say, mm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I, mm. I, I want to be true to myself, so I guess I'm just never going to be able to be a leader. I'll never be able to be an executive leadership. I'll just have to resign myself to being less you know, successful. And that's not healthy either because then they're not no. sharing their their full gifts. I think of the parable of the talents and I don't want to stand before the Lord on that day at, and have him say to me, you know, you did not use your gifts. When, mm. And then I say, well, that's because they didn't value them. And it's, it's like, uh, excuse me, who gets to say, <laughs> right, you know, right, God, yeah. God or man. And so- that's not healthy either, and it's not it's not good for the well being of the woman because then you're always going to feel, um, you know, unfulfilled, and you're, it's right. it affects you there as well, and the world is going to suffer because your gifts have not been shared. There's mm-hmm. another path, Jordan, that I that I realized I'm not I've never tried to be like a man. I I haven't resigned myself, but then for those who haven't taken either one of those. Even that idea that, well, but because I'm a woman, I'm going to have to work harder because I am not Mm. going to be as valued as the man. I'm going to have to prove myself more. And that is definitely a trap that I found myself in. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it goes back to what you're saying about your gifts. You know, God, God has given each of us a gift for a reason. (laughs) You know, it's not to just let it sit inside of our, you know, ourselves and we just don't let it come out or we hear it and we go, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Cause you know, it's going to draw attention to me or I'm going to have to do something uncomfortable, you know? Cause I know for me, like, you know, I've, I've had, you know, these inklings to do something and then, you know, I'm sitting there going, well, no, you know, that's, that's not what I should be doing or that's not what I, you know, this person is wanting me to do or, you know, whatever. And, you know, and it's, it's learning when you feel those, you know, draws to something or, you know, you, you hear that voice repeatedly, like, Hey, let's do that. Let's do that. Like, that's not just some, you know, wayward child in you that, you know, is wanting to come out and say, let's go do something new. But you know, that that's God, you know, that's God's skills and gifts that he's given you. Um, 
you know, and it, and they're trying to come out. They're trying to lead right. you down the path maybe that you're supposed to be on. So, you know, I mean, like, have you ever have you ever had something like that where it's just, you know, something that just like this nagging thought or whatever, and you finally gave into it and then it turned into something that's like, oh, my word, why didn't I do this sooner? That, you know, this whole journey of supporting women, um, Mm -hmm. thankfully I have done it, but I never imagined it would become what it has. But I, but I felt to your point that, that push, that desire. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it started, you know, years ago with those, those comments that people were making it it kept growing when I worked for a, a nonprofit organization that supported women and advocated for women in leadership. And I mm. saw, oh my gosh, there is such a deficit and what was really yeah. happening. And mm-hmm. it just continued. And so, um, you know, I'm grateful that God has given me the strength and the courage and the perseverance to keep pushing through. But, mm-hmm. but to your point, Jordan, I'm sure there are times when I just felt like, who am I? Right. right, right. And, mm-hmm. and so as my face has grown, I've realized, oh, that's right. Apart from him, I can do nothing. And right. I've mm-hmm. seen him, as long as I yeah. keep taking those steps of faith, I've seen him do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. So let's segue. I, I want to talk about your book because I love your book. And it's Thank such you. a good tie-in. Yeah, it's such a good tie-in to this topic. And it's called Confidence Cornerstone. And again, an excellent partner for this podcast. So if you like the podcast, I have listed it in the show notes so you can snag a copy. So I just, let's talk a little bit about the book. You know, tell me, tell me about it. Tell me, you know, talking about being led. Let's talk about what led you to write this book. Yeah. So some of it I've already talked about, you know, just hearing those women um, that it, it really does go way back to that time. But then more recently, um, I was on my own path of, um, you know, personal growth, you know, get, I was working with a coach and, um, she suggested that I re- read the book, the confidence code by Katie Kay and Claire mm. Shipman. And as I read that book, I, I wished that I had read that years ago because it shed mm. so much light on the things that we were hearing when we were advocating for more women in leadership. There was a lot of conversation in the, in the news at the time, and there were two camps, one saying women are being held back and another one saying women aren't pursuing leadership. There's plenty of opportunities for women. They're just not pursuing it. And that book shed light on why on the why as to, you know, when women aren't pursuing the levels of leadership that they really could. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, here's the thing. It talked about, okay, there are, there is some thinking that women have sort of developed over really centuries when you think about it because of the way we've been treated. But -hmm. we have neuroplasticity and we can change that. And, And so they talked about taking risks and getting out of your comfort zone. And I know that that, that's what's needed. But what I ca- couldn't help but think is, how do you do that without faith? Because the first mm, time you yeah. fail, you, you could very likely say, that was a really bad idea. I'm not doing that again. Right? And <laughs> Guilty. So- <laughs> Guilty. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. I kept thinking it, need- it needed a faith element. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, a yeah. woman who was leading a Bible study um, she decided to bring that book into her study group. And I was like, I need to give you some scriptures to cu- be coupled with that book, right? At the mm-hmm. same time, a friend of mine was uh, 
she announced that she was going to lead a writer's retreat. And I really felt Hmm. led to be part of that. You had to be a published author, which I was because Hmm. I had published Bible studies through Work Matters. And Hmm. you had to have a solid book idea, which I did not have (laughs) at the time. But then I kept talking about this book and I kept talking, telling people it needs a faith element. And then in one particular conversation with a very close friend of mine, it hit me. And I felt like the Lord was saying, uh, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> why don't you write that book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and Jordan, I said, all right, Lord, I will write it, but I do not mm. feel equipped to write a book on this topic. <laughs> so You didn't feel confident to write a confidence book? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I said, Lord, you are going to have to give me the words. I will do the research. Mm. I will do all the typing, but you're going to have to help me. <laughs> And so yeah. I just, I just, um, I just went ahead, and and he did. He helped me and mm. opened doors even to the, you know, how to publish it. And um, and I'll tell you what kept me going. What really kept me going was was my passion to help more women develop their confidence mm. as well. And and you know what? I've obviously had opportunities too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a few, just yeah. a few. Well, I want to share one of my favorite quotes from the book. Um, So you say developing confidence is not dependent on your level of achievement, but more on a stable sense of who you are and what you're capable of. And I think that that ties in with what we've already talked about a little bit. But, you know, for someone who definitely struggles with being confident in all areas of my life, I really had to read that a few times before it sunk in. And I realized that I, you know, me personally was really equating confidence with how much I had already succeeded at something. And, you know, I have a feeling I'm not alone in having a light bulb go off in my head with this quote. So, I mean, was this something when you wrote this, you know, was this something that you personally have had to come to terms with? Absolutely. That's, Mm -hmm. again, that's why this coach, this woman who was coaching me suggested Mm -hmm. I read the confidence code, right? (laughs) Because that was an area that I needed to develop in order for me to get to the next level of leadership. Um, Mm -hmm. My confidence had been very tied up in performance, very mm-hmm. tied up in how much I was, I was, you know, accomplishing and my level of success. And um, I still get tripped up from time to time. But now mm-hmm. I'm more aware of what I need to do. I'm more aware of where it's coming from and then how mm-hmm. to overcome it. But you know what, Jordan? We're all works in progress, right? So oh, just right. experiencing yeah. a blip <laughs> in the confidence level doesn't mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just maybe means that, oh, there's another – Here's another thing I need to look at. Um, What I've learned through this process is that we're not here to figure it out alone. God wants Mm -hmm. us to partner with him in all that we do. Mm -hmm. And he wants us, he created us for community as well so that we can encourage one another. You know, Romans 12, 4 through 8 tells us we are the body of Christ, each with our own function. And every function, by the way, Regardless of the world's definition or evaluation of it, every function is valuable and important. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. as the, the functions of the body are all, all important. And so we need to look yeah. at ourselves through God's eyes, not the world's standards. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give away too much of the book because truly, like, if you're listening, you need to go order it. But you do kick off the book with two chapters talking about the external and the internal factors that can mess with a woman's confidence. 
So just can you give us maybe like the cliff notes on these and why you chose to identify and start off the book with these two factors? Yeah. Two categories of factors, I guess. I, Jordan, I, I just feel like if you don't identify the source of the problem, you will mm-hmm. not, you'll just be hit by it, you know, every time yeah. some big challenge comes up, right? And so mm-hmm. the yeah. first step in being more confident is to, is to be able to notice what has damaged your confidence. What, what mm-hmm. is it that has been a hindrance? And so yeah. I, I really do think that a lot of women feel like they're the only ones who mm-hmm. um, maybe struggle with feeling like they have to work harder than anybody else. Um, a lot yeah. of women struggle with some of these either external factors or internal factors that I identified. And the more we can see that other people are doing it, be able to shed light and call it out for what it is, the more mm-hmm. we take our power back, right, from mm-hmm. that impacting our confidence. And again, you know, like I, that now I know what to do, then you can know what to do. And so, yeah, there's the external factors, of course, that include things like microaggressions. You know, mm. um, oh, yeah. one, one of the quotes is, a, if a man and a woman walk in, the woman will always assumed, be assumed to be the more junior, and mm-hmm. that's not the case, right? Um, right. We are assumed that we are less competent until we prove otherwise, whereas men are assumed to be more competent until they prove mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, yeah. And so, you know, and even the language or the expectations that, you know, the woman's going to take the notes or get the coffee or organize mm-hmm. the, the outing. Um, and it's, it's sad because sometimes we want to do that. Sometimes we enjoy doing those things. But, we're see- but then it Im- impacts the perception, you know, right. from the other people. And so those, those external factors impact us and it imp- impacts our per- perception of ourselves when we're asked to do those things. Um, oh, yeah. Then, of course, a lack of role models, right? A lack mm-hmm. of mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. when, when there's more men in leadership, we need those men to then turn to the women and say, you know what, can I mentor you? Can I sponsor you? But men tend to, mm-hmm. you know, gravitate toward the people they're more comfortable with, which are other men. But I'm glad to see more men are becoming aware and actually stepping Mm -hmm. up these days. Um, Yeah. And, you know, another external factor, Jordan, is women um, basically like not supporting other women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a competition. Yeah. Yeah. And that's got to change. That that has got to change. Um, The internal factors or BS that like I like to talk to call it belief systems, <laughs> belief systems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, it could go either way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, are, are things like women dwelling our, on our mistakes. You know, a man makes a right. mistake, he brushes himself off and moves on. A woman is just, you know, she we, we ruminate on that. We really need to let it mm-hmm. go and learn from it and move on. Um, yeah. women, women often believe that we have to be, we have to have 90% of, the skills to pursue a position or a promotion, mm-hmm. whereas men, yeah, hey, sixty percent, go I'll, for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out. And so yeah. there's a lot of our own internal thinking. We apologize too often. We apologize for things that have we have no reason to apologize for, and right. and all of these things um, impact our perception of ourselves and the perception of others toward us. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we have to own our successes, our abilities, be able to speak up for ourselves, but we can do it in a God-honoring way. Mm. And that's key. It is. 
<laughs> it really is. Well, oh, yeah. Well, let's take a few steps forward in the self-confidence timeline. So let's say, you you know, the listener, you've worked out where your confidence was being attacked. You've stopped the self-limiting behaviors and your thoughts that are telling you, no, we can't do this. You're well on your way. So what advice would you give for when that person maybe hits the first big roadblock because inevitably it's going to happen? What what would you say that they need to do to just make sure that they don't backpedal on their progress? Right. The if you the first thing is to make sure that that on a daily consistent basis you have a good routine of developing that relationship with the Lord and being mm. in his word. And being in the word is so critical, right? Because that's where we get to know God. We get to know, we, we um, tap into his promises. We get to understand what, what he will do for us. And we need community. We absolutely need mm -hmm. other women to, who can yeah. uh, encourage us and men. But I, I really do think women do need community with other women. Right. Prime, you know, that's got to be the priority and then men as well. Um, having those things will give you the strength that you need for those days that will absolutely come. They will come, right? right? Yeah. Because as mm -hmm. you grow, you're going to hit new levels of, um, of challenges and mm -hmm. things yeah. that could fall apart, you know? Um, I don't know if you've ever done a lifeline where you, you mm -hmm. map out the, the highs and lows of your life. But it's so interesting. Mm. I, you know, I was in a workshop where we did that and you looked at everybody's lifeline. And while the, the specifics of the events were different, all of them, you know, was, it, it was an ebb and flow. Every single one of them mm. had the high and right after the high came the low. And then there was another yeah. high. Um, yeah. You know, so we have to have God in community. And so the, more, the most important advice I can give, though, is to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. We have to remember, mm -hmm. just like Peter, when he, as long as he was looking at Jesus, he was walking on water, right? Yeah. And we can equate that to our confidence can be like walking on water. But as soon as we, we get distracted by the storm, we're going to sink. And we just need to yeah. get, get that, our eyes back to the Lord. Yeah. So as we wrap up, which I hate to do, but we need to, yeah. um, if you could only say one thing to a woman in the workplace, what would that be? I don't know if this is going to be one, but I'm going to get a lot into this. <laughs> Remember that God created man and woman in his image. And the word used for woman in Genesis 2.18 is ezer, which means strong support. That word is used in other places in the Bible for military support and for God himself. We were not created to be the weaker vessel. We were created to be a strong support that when we work together with man, we complete one another. You are God's masterpiece created for a purpose and blessed with gifts and talents that are valuable. Not only valuable, they're critical to the world. So re please remember who you are in Christ. Don't let what the world says or people say define you, but look to God through the study of his word, through prayer, and through fellowship with other women. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and and do let and he will do amazing things through you that you couldn't do on your own, but he won't do them without you. Well, thanks so much for joining me for this conversation with Catherine. 
For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwoman.org slash Catherine. That is the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N dot org slash C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and please leave us a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth. 